welcome back to Up The Villa Podcast. If you are new to this channel, make sure you are subscribing. Smash a like. Let's have a like target of 900 likes. And most importantly, comment your thoughts in the comment section down below. So we've got good news and we've got bad news. The good news is offensively, we look very, very good now with Pau Torres, who's going to be making the bench against Chelsea in the FA Cup. Hopefully he can start against Manchester United on Sunday. The bad news is that Ezu Konsa looks like he's going to be out to three to four weeks uh, with a sprained knee, which is bad news for Aston Villa. Defensively, it's a big, big blow because Konsa is such a big player for Aston Villa and getting our system having maximum control of games. So, uh, real big blow. So, on this episode, we're going to have a look at the role of the Villa right-backs. And then we're going to have a look at the predicted lineup, the lineup that I predict for this game. And then we've got some questions from the viewers, which I'll be answering on this episode as well. So we know that Unai Emery's Aston Villa team is a fully functioning football side. There are so many intricate details in the way it ticks, the way it moves, the way it progresses, the way it defends, the offside trap. You know, it's so good basically it's that good and and the right back role is so so important and we've seen this with the recruitment of Villa's uh, defensive back line heavily since Unai Emery came in we've signed so many sort of defenders and players that can utilize that back line and it's not a case of just saying oh but we just put Matty Cash in there because Matty Cash and Ezra Konsa do two totally different things too Aston Villa's right-back role. So it's important to understand that the differential between Cash and Konsa, the difference between Konsa and putting the Kane Kessler Hayden in there, the two are all, the three are all completely different things and you're going to get different things. And I think we are slowly starting to realise and, you know, through watching Villa this season that having Konsa at right-back Especially for me, I mean, you guys at home, let me know what you think. But especially for me, concert right-back is, is our best right-back at the club at the minute because he adds so much control, so much dominance. It allows other players to be expressive and, and play with more freedom and play in their preferred roles. And I just think we've got more level of control. And, and I always harp on about the word control. I think it's the most used word on this podcast really is control. Are we controlling games? If we are not controlling games, Aston Villa aren't winning. It's as simple as that. Our whole system is built up of control. We control the play. We control the tempo from playing out from the back. We have more control with our three centre-halves. It means Moreno can go further forward. It means that Kamara doesn't have to screen the back three as much. He can go a little bit more progressive and go further up the pitch. It adds more licence for Leon Bailey to attack. It then adds more licence for Yuri Tielemans and John McGinn to have more licence. So the system is, is such a complex thing. And by just saying... Let's just put cash there. Let's just put Kane Kessler Hayden there. It, it's too throwaway for me. There needs to be a lot more substance looked at that right back role. And, and that's what I'm about to do. So I'm about to show you the difference between Conta and Cash and what you get. Uh, and the importance of Matty Cash's role now. We've Conta being out this team for three to four weeks. 
There's a lot of football to be played there. And we're at the business end of the season. So we need levels to be very, very high. So I'm going to show you now the first graphic. And the first graphic is going to show you the difference between Consa and Cash. So in the first graphic here, you can see this was against Sheffield United. Very, very dominant from Aston Villa. We needed a performance. We needed levels. And we brought those levels. And this, in a nutshell, is my preferred Aston Villa setup type. I think a lot of you who regularly watch the channel will know that I prefer this anyway. And I was calling for this in pre-season. Three centre-backs who out and out play at centre-back, spanning the width of the Aston Villa 18-yard box, you know, defending in that zone there, being compact, and like I said, gives licence to so many others to flourish in an Aston Villa side. To me, it's just so much stronger. It's so more solid. Uh, it's unbelievable. It gets Kamara playing a little bit further forward. Yes, he's always going to come back and screen in that area there. That's what his role is to do in this team. But knowing that Cons is there, what I like about Cons being there as well is that if you've got a tricky winger here, who's the best player in this Villa team? 1v1 defending. He doesn't lose them. He doesn't lose duels. 1v1 defending. So if he's coming up against a tricky winger, I'm so comfortable with Consa being out there because I know I've got full confidence that Consa can deal with that, that um, attacking winger. And then in turn, it enables Carlos to just be strong and win everything in the air. Long lay, you've got a passing range as well. And then the other big one is it allows Moreno more license to get down there. With this control through here, it allows Moreno to be more fluid and have more freedom going forward. And then it also allows Bailey to have that license that, yes, he's got to defend. Yes, he defends well, but he doesn't have to do it as much. It's not as important because he knows that he's got Kamara that's in there, Tielemans can get in there, Konza can get in there, and then he's got that license to play through there. So in a nutshell, I absolutely love Konza at right back. If you have a look here, this was our best performance this season against Manchester City. Again, highlighting the importance of Konza. Again, screening with a three at the back. We've got Kamara, who's actively screening through there, but has license to move around through there. Bailey, more freedom and flexibility. Luca Dean was able to get further forward, and we were absolutely majestic. We were so, so good. The role of Matty Cash as fullback, right back, is completely different to Consa's role. When Cash plays, Cash has a little bit more license to get forward more. So you generally always see Cash in a more advanced position going into those areas through there. We will always see Kamara in there anyway, but you'll see Kamara in there more when Cash goes forward. Cash will often go forward and cut back inside. Cuts back inside. What then that allows Aston Villa shape to do is get set set defensively, which means that the opposition can't then counter on us. That's why you'll probably sometimes see Aston Villa moving the ball a little bit slower. Uh, and it's so defensively, we can get set as well. But with Cash 
Going further forward, again, this was against Newcastle. You can see that the whole system had a bit of a mare. But the glaring miss here was in that role there. There was so much space in there. Midfield, we had a bit of a mare. There was space in midfield as well. But with Cash, he gets forward more. But with Konsa being out, I feel like now we've got to have a little bit of a, an adjustment to the way that Cash is going to be playing in this Villa side. We need to see Cash now being a little bit more defensive. And I think this is going to come from Unai Emery as well. So if we have a little look at what potentially we're going to look like against Chelsea then, I'd imagine this is going to be the back three against Chelsea. So if this is the back four against Chelsea, you're going to have Moreno going forward, Longley, Carlos and Cash. For me now, going into this business end of the season, we know we're better when the right back is more defensive. So for me personally, I don't want to see Cash getting into these areas now. I want to see him in a more defensive role, just being a little bit more tactically aware now of his positioning because it's 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 so clear to me that when Cash is going forward and we're having to have Kamara in there, we just look too exposed. And I think we especially saw that against Newcastle. So... Going forward, I'd like to see Cash in there as well. But one little thing that I will say and I will touch upon is the fact that I think when we're looking at players in a Villa system, don't be alarmed in the future now to see players that are positionally playing their careers in a certain position, maybe central midfield, and then some players dropping into a position where you don't expect them to normally play. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Unai may have a little bit of a plan for this right-back role. And it's no discredit to Cash. I just think Conson's better in there. We, we're more defensively sound. So I just really want to see Cash being a little bit more defensive and us not looking so open. So the rest of my lineup against Chelsea is going to look something similar to this. But like I say, Kesa Hayden, if you say the like for like with Cash, then he can play in that area. But definitely, he, he's not as good at defending. So I'm going to go with Moreno, Longley, Carlos, Martinez and Cash. In the double pivot, I'm going to go with... Big game on Sunday. We've got to remember that we've got a big game on Sunday as well. But we want to take this seriously. So I'm going to go with, right, I'm going to go with Kamara, Louise. I'm going to go with McGinn. And I'm going to go with Ramsey. We have to go with Watkins because we don't have another striker. Rogers is cup tied. And we're going to go with Diaby. So that is my lineup for Aston Villa v Chelsea. We have gone with where's the defender gone? So we've gone with where's Carlos gone? There we go. So we've gone with Martinez, Cash, Carlos, Longley, Moreno, Kamara, Luis, Ramsey, McGinn, Diaby, and Watkins. I am saving Bailey for the weekend. Um, I think Diaby can get minutes. Uh, I think this is a very, very strong lineup for Aston Villa. 
I'd like to see this trialed in this game now with Cash being more defensive um, and not really breaking past that halfway line too much. Yeah, we saw Conser do it the odd couple of times, but I just don't want him, his average position to be in there. So that's my lineup then. Really looking forward to the game. Big game for Aston Villa in the FA Cup. We're going to go with Martinez, Cash, Carlos Longley, Moreno, Kamara, Luis, McGinn, Ramsey, Diaby and Ollie Watkins. Hopefully Diaby could sort of find a little bit of form as well. I thought against Sheffield United, there were some really good touches from Diaby. Um, so defensively, positional awareness, I thought Diaby was a lot better. Um, so hopefully he can build on those performances as well. And it's just a big game and a big game and a big opportunity. And I don't think Aston Villa can be turning their nose up at a chance to play Plymouth or Leeds potential then to go into a quarter-final and then you're a game away from Wembley. So big, big game and one that I'd like to see us take seriously. So we're going to now go and have a little look at some of the questions then of what Villa fans have sent in to us on our community uh, hub. So let's have a little look. So I'm going to run through these questions then of what you have asked me. Uh, so if we can, can I make it bigger? No. Right, so... Here we go. Kick it off then. This is from Oaks Property Sales. Is Kane Kessler Hayden a realistic option of getting minutes starting for Villa in the Premier League, considering concert is out for weeks? I would say no. Um, I think attacking wise, from what I've seen from Kessler Hayden, he's really good going forward, and I would be really, really worried about Kane Kessler Hayden. Going in the other direction, defending. Uh, Jay Villa, would you think we're conserving energy for Sunday or go all out and use this as a springboard to take Man United on Sunday? I think we take it seriously. I think we rotate the team accordingly. But when we do rotate this team, we rotate with quality. You know, we don't rotate and go, oh, we'll put a uh, sort of like Josh Feeney at centre back. You know, we don't do those type of things. So we we we, we go as strong as, as we physically possibly can. Uh, and I think we, we take this game really, really seriously. Uh, British Mick has put best back four minus concert cup progression or bigger points gap from United, hence two upcoming games. Uh, I think you're asking me about the two games. I'll always stick by that. For me, this season, the Premier League is the priority. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's the bigger game out of the two. But this is a game that, again, we're going to take seriously. And, and, and I think I think we don't need to to say which would you pre which would you prefer to win or which would you prefer to go through in. I think we've just got to go each game with the strongest possible team. I think the only ever way the sort of cup competitions become a problem is if, for example, say, hypothetically thinking, is if we were in the quarterfinal of the Europa Conference League and the next game we had was a big Premier League game with the opportunity to put massive breathing space and sort of confirm our place in the Champions League, which would you prioritise? Then I'd probably say I'd prioritise the league game, but 
that's only as that season draws up. We're not at that point yet. We're not at a point where we have to start saying, "Oh, do we do we chuck do we chuck Wednesday to focus on Sunday?" You know, we're not at that point yet. So I think we for now we we keep going as strong and as strong as we possibly can until we have to get to a decision where you know some, something has to, something has to give, but. The only way I see getting to that point is if we're in a position in the league where there's something really riding on the league. That, that That's most of my honest views. Uh, do you think Villa have a big enough squad and strong enough squad to fight on fourth to fifth finish and go for both the FA Cup and the European Conference League? That's some AVFC. What? Yeah, I think we do. I think, like I've just said, we've got to just keep going and going and going. And until we get to that point where that decision has to be made, then we'll make it and we'll keep, we'll keep. But then the, 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 to caveat that, it's like when we do rotate, look look what we're rotating with anyway. You know, we've got a really good squad, but, you know, if, if you were going to rotate the strikers, it's either Watkins for Duran. If you're going to rotate the next position next to Watkins, it's Diaby or Bailey. If you're going to rotate a midfield position, it's McGinn or Zaniolo. It's Tielemans or Ramsey. It's Kamara or Irabuna. You know, defensively, it's Moreno or Luca Dean. So the rotation options are, are quite strong anyway. I think unless you say it like, you know, are we going to get to a point this season where we say we, we chuck the whole 11 and bring in 11 players that are completely different, then... You know, I don't really see that being the case, really. Uh, so, happy happy slapper kid has put, what are the three things that Villa must get right this year? Oh, that's a tough one. What are the three things that Villa must get right this year? I think we have to get the off-field issues sorted. That would be one. So, improving revenue streams. I think that's that's something where this club is massively at a disadvantage with other clubs. So, I think that's one area. Uh, another area, I would say, is on-field. Have to get Champions League for me. So, that's something that we must get right. We must qualify for that. And the next one would be... It's a tough question, really. Uh, quite broad. I'd say recruitment. We've just got to keep the recruitment right. We've got to keep the policy right. Uh, we've just got to keep driving with that, really. Uh, if we would and lost one of the next two games, which would you prefer to win or which would you prefer to lose and why? It's from ABFC Bosley. Wouldn't want to lose any of them. But if I had to lose any of them, I would rather win against Manchester United and lose against Chelsea. That's just my honest thoughts of where we are, where we are in the league. If we win against United, we are 11 points clear of sixth place. And that is absolutely huge with a 77% chance of fifth getting into the top four and qualifying for the Champions League. So for me, yeah, that's huge. I'd love to win a trophy. I want us to take it seriously. but. My priority is 
the top four. That's my biggest ambition this season. Uh, that's the one I've sort of stuck by all season. Uh, what have we got here then? Uh, well, I think we've I think we're done, aren't we? I think we're kind of done. Here's another one then. British Mick got another. What incentive for our fringe players is there to achieve Champions League football if it could subsequently be their undoing long term, i.e., they are replaced for a, a better model? And how does the manager negate this while still getting a tune out of the players? Unai Emery is so, so demanding. So he will demand the most out of every possible player that we have got. Uh, regarding the future of players, I think that's just the nature of football. I think every footballer is fully aware of what football's like, you know. And I think as a fan base, I think that too has to come into it as well, that there will be players that leave in the summer potentially for Villa to move forward. And I think that's just something that just will happen and, and, and as a part of football and a part of a team progressing. So we saw it last year. You know, Uno is not scared to make big decisions. Let Ashley Young go. A lot of people disagreed with it, but, you know, he made that bold call and I think he'll continue to make those big and bold calls. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's basically it. I've got a cold, as you can probably tell from my voice. So it's really frustrating. I had it for a few days now, so it's getting on my nerves a bit. Uh, so, yeah, so hopefully I've, I've added a bit of insight onto the importance of Conza not being there, but then the importance of Pau Torres being back at the same time as well. That's my predicted lineup as well. So, hopefully, uh, you all like my lineup. If you're not, put your lineups in there. We can have a look at what you guys think. But, yeah, kind of good news, bad news. Good news is Pau's back, bad news is Conza's out. So, really frustrating, but, you know. Like Udo always goes, he's not going to be one of these managers that sort of just feels sorry for himself and, and that's it. He's going to dust himself down and he'll, he'll have a plan and the squad will keep going and you won't hear nothing from it from the media uh, because that's just not the way they operate with Aston Villa. So we'll just keep going. Uh, we're doing fantastically well. Big week, buzzing for it, can't wait for it and uh, hopefully see you all down at Villa Park tomorrow. Up the villa, subscribe if you do. See you later.